soundstripe. Can't accept the loss, I'm hard-headed. There's a little bit of madness to my method. Many falling off that fine line that I'm treading. I risk anything to be great and I'm not letting nobody rob me of my Hello, welcome to Takeoffs and Touchdowns, Machinist Talking Football. This is episode three for week three of the 2024 NFL season. I'm Kevin. I'm here with Keith and Wade. How are you guys? Doing good. It's been a busy week, but I'm glad to be here for week three. Crazy week. Glad to be here, Kev. Awesome. And how did you guys do last week? Well, I, I finally got on the board. I went 500. So now I'm a solid two and six for the season, for the two <laughs> weeks so far. I was a debatable three and one. So that that brings me to seven and one for the season. I know Brother Chartrand, he was also three and one last week. So congratulations to David for his picks. Well, that's great. I believe I was 500 as well, which would give me a record of three and five. Each week of the NFL season, we'll have a different guest where we'll talk about what is going on in their world, and then we'll give our picks for the upcoming slate of NFL games. To keep up to date with what's coming up and to look at our year-to-date record, be sure to like our Takeoffs and Touchdowns Facebook page. I hope you enjoy the episode, and let's get straight into it. Great. We have a very special guest joining us today, my local lodge, 1681 president. Actually, I believe he's all three of our local lodge, 1681 president, LJ Camponi. How you doing, LJ? Doing great. How are you fellas doing? Good, good. No complaints. Excellent. What's new in the at the local lodge of 1681, LJ? It's actually a pretty busy time right now. In fact, today we had the Calgary was hosting the National Shop Committee meeting. So strategizing the course of the future and what the National Shop Committee challenges that they're facing in the current climate with high inflation and everything else, and how best to represent the membership. At the very same time today. Calgary was hosting a pension seminar for our members. We had a pretty decent turnout. I actually sat in on it for about 10 or 15 minutes at over 20 members along with a few of their uh, spouses getting uh, critical information to prepare for their uh, retirement. And then next week, we got a couple of dates uh, lined up to provide first aid training as one of our members is a certified Red Cross instructor to provide first aid training uh, for interested Edmonton members to make the workplace safer. So lots of stuff going on in 1681. That's great. Hey, LJ, do you have a favorite NFL team? I certainly do, uh, Wade. That would be Titletown, the Green Bay Packers, kings of the NFC North. That's unfortunate to hear. (laughs) Debatable on Titletown as well. (laughs) (laughs) We are running a pool through office pools, and we will be donating a portion of the proceeds to the Guide Dogs of America. We wanted to put our NFL knowledge to the test. Each week, we'll be picking games on a rotation. And this week, LJ has got the first four games, followed by myself, Kevin, and closing out the slate will be Keith. All right. Well, first game, naturally, is a Thursday nighter. New York Giants versus the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Well, we all know the Giants came off a very emotional comeback victory over the hapless Arizona Cardinals. Credible that they started off the season at one point down outscored 60 to nothing and yet find themselves with a one on one record coming into this game. I see a bit of a on a short week back to back road games with the Giants, and that's gonna be tough to overcome. I also said they're probably gonna have a bit of an emotional letdown after uh, a huge historic victory they had last week, top uh, coupled with uh, the loss of Saquon Barkley, who's kind of the center of their offense. 
it's going to make I think it's going to be very difficult for them to uh, move the ball, especially against that superior 49er defense. So overall, I think the Giants will be all class by a much more deeper team and that the Niners will cover. Moving on, Indianapolis versus Baltimore, the battle of the Baltimore franchises. I have the Ravens as an eight-point favorite. As you know, last week, although Indianapolis uh, won their game over the Houston Texans, they lost their starting quarterback, Richardson, with a concussion, and he's expected to miss this game. The key for them, I think, to have any chance to beat Baltimore is to throw the deep ball, but that'll now fall the responsibility around the shoulders of Gardner Minshew, so I'm not sure how successful that will be. And so she uh, playing that hostile environment down in Baltimore. I think the Ravens will be able to focus on stopping the run and making it exceedingly difficult for Minshew as a pocket quarterback to be comfortable and, throw, and uh, be able to throw the football. So overall, I think with the uh, new-look offense, the Ravens should have little uh, trouble picking apart the Colts' D, and I see them easily covering the eight-point spread. Third game, Tennessee Titans versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's a three-point home favorite. I'm interested to see how the Browns respond after the had a tough loss on the road to their division rival Pittsburgh Steelers. But more importantly, with the loss of Nick Chubb to, for, to a season-ending knee injury, we all know that their Browns offense is predicated around Nick Chubb. I think it's going to be much more difficult for Deshaun Watson to be able to throw the football with not having as dominant of a running game, but we'll see how it goes. The rumor that Kareem Hunt maybe has visited the team, he may sign to try to replace Chubb, which would probably work out quite well because he's quite familiar with that offense having played there for four years. I think Tennessee will try to run the ball, keep in possession of the ball, key in, and eat up the clock, time possession with their workhorse running back, Derrick Henry. Try to wear down that Cleveland pass rush and Miles Garrett. But I feel Deshaun Watson, with his being of a more mobile quarterback, will be able to pull up a few more improv plays and outperform Ryan Tannehill, who's a bit more of an immobile pocket passer. And I see Cleveland being able to cover the three-point spread. And the final game, Atlanta Falcons versus Detroit Lions. Battle two elite offensive lines. Both teams excel at the running game. And with David Montgomery out with a knee injury, it sets up for an exciting dual matchup of rookie running backs in Jameer Gibbs and John Robinson. I think the Falcons will stick to the ground game as long as they possibly can to hide the efficiencies of rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter, making Ritter just more of a game manager and protecting the football. However, I think Jared Goff will be much more successful airing the ball out against the Falcons' secondary. With his key weapons, Amaron St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, and the emerging tight end, Sam Laporta. And playing at the home in front of that loud, boisterous crowd at Ford Field, I'd see the Lions easily covering the three-and-a-half-point spread. And those are my picks. Great job, LJ. Up next are my four picks. My first game is the Green Bay Packers at home against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Packers continue to rebuild behind Jordan Love, while the Saints are a potential playoff team due to the poor NFC South even with three teams currently 2-0. and If this game was later in the season, I would be worried for the Saints. But the weather should be a non-factor in Wisconsin at this time of the year. However, the Saints coming off a short week will be, and I feel that the Pack will be able to cover the one and a half points. My next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans, with Jacksonville favored by nine and a half. Both teams are coming off losses last week, with Jacksonville putting up a lackluster performance against the defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. While Houston did lose to the Colts, rookie QB C.J. Stroud looked pretty good passing for 384 yards and two TDs. I do see the Jags bouncing back against their divisional rivals, but nine and a half is just too much of an ass to cover. I'll take the Texans with the nine and a half. My next game is 
the Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins. Miami is favored by six and a half. Once again, the Broncos managed to let a close game slip away. After a last-second Hail Mary TD, the Broncos were unsuccessful in the two-point conversion. Miami, on the other hand, has looked dominant in its two games, covering against the spread both weeks. I'm not sure the Broncos will be able to slow the Finns' offense, whether on the ground or through the air. I believe Tua and Tyreek will dismantle the, the Broncos. I see the Dolphins having no issue covering the six and a half at home. My last game is the LA Chargers versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by a half point. Unless this game ends in a tie, it is hard to believe that one of these teams will start the season 0-3. I for sure didn't see that happening at the beginning of the year. The Vikings stole a cover against the Eagles last week, and with the Austin Eckler still sidelined with an ankle injury, I feel they will be able to cover this week as well. I'm taking the Vikings to cover the half point. And that's my four games for this week. All right, I'm up next. First game, I got New England versus the Jets. New England's currently favored by three. You know, since Rodgers has gone down, Wilson's has had a bit of a bit of a rocky start. Although I think they're not playing as hard as of a defense this week as they did last week with Dallas. The run game will be more uh, present uh, with uh, Cook and um, uh, Bryce Hall. So I look to see that making it a little bit easier on Wilson. Uh, obviously in New England, Jones also kind of struggling. Uh, looked a little bit better this week. Um, however, uh, the run game uh, is going to have a little bit more difficult against the Jets' defense. Their front, uh, their front four, as well as their secondary, is, is pretty elite. They're probably one of the top defenses in the league. So I'll take the Jets to actually cover the spread. Uh, and it's going to be a close game. I don't know if they went out right, but I do think it's going to be a one- or two-point game. So I'll take the Jets to cover. Second game I got is Buffalo versus Washington. Uh, Buffalo currently came, uh, favored by six and a half. Last week, the Buffalo of last season uh, showed up. Allen was uh, a lot better, looked a little bit more poised in the pocket. He threw uh, 31 uh, completions out of 37 attempts, 274 yards, three TDs. Cook uh, is an emerging uh, running back. Uh, he's looking uh, a lot better. He had 17 for 123 yards. Allen was spreading the ball. Their defense was, you know, they were doing okay. Uh, you know, I, I expect them to do a little bit better. You know, but they are playing against Washington, another Ron Riviera team that has a, a pretty strong defense. Howell, I think, will struggle against Buffalo. However, I take Buffalo to cover the six-and-a-half spread. The third game I got is Carolina versus Seattle. Last week you heard me mention that I can't stand Seattle, uh, especially with their fans. Uh, after the loss to Seattle this week, you know, it just goes to show why I can't stand their fans. However. Favored by six points against Carolina. Uh, you know, their defense, uh, they played well. They were able to pick off Jared Goff last week, something that hasn't been done in quite a few pass attempts, and I think it was 16 games. You know, Smith, 328 yards against the Lions defense. I expect uh, that him to have a similar game, you know, especially with the running back tandem that they got with Walker and Sharpen on it. I, I apologize if I don't say that name right. But they that's a two-headed monster. I think they'll do a lot better against Carolina's defense. I expect uh, Seattle to cover the, the 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 spread on that one at six points. The last game I got is Dallas versus Arizona. Arizona blew a monster lead against the lackluster Giants. Um, I expect Dallas's offense to run the table with their defense, and I also expect their defense to run the table with Arizona's offense. I don't think Dobbs will have a very good game against that. Uh, powerful defense 
I expect uh, multiple interceptions from Dallas as well as sacks. I, I believe Dobbs will spend most of the day on his back, whether it'll be a sack or just from pressure. I don't think Connor will have nearly as good of a game. I will take Dallas to cover that 12-point spread. I believe it'll be 14 or more. That's my pick. First game I have is the Bears versus the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half. Uh, Bears are 0-2 and two so far in the year, and the Chiefs are 1-1. One and one. So far, Fields and that offense in Chicago have really struggled. KC has been improving, and they are going to roll. I'm going to take the Chiefs by 12 and a half. The only warning that I'll put out there is that I am a little bit concerned about garbage time in this game and you know whether or not there's points scored, but I'm still going to take the Chiefs at 12 and a half. Next game I'm going to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, I'm not sure why the Steelers are getting so much love. The game on Monday night this week, the only reason they won that game was because Cleveland gave it to them. You know, the the Steelers' D played well. There was two, there was a fumble and an interception, both returned for touchdowns. But that's the only reason they, they won. The offense is still struggling. Like I said earlier, it's a, it's a young offense. For that reason, I'm going to take the Raiders at home to cover the, the .5 point spread. Next game I've got is the Eagles versus the Bucks. Both teams are 2-0. and You know, this is a revitalized Baker Mayfield, right? They've got an improved defense down there in Tampa. But I don't believe they're going to be strong enough to cover what, what the Eagles are going to do. I'm picking the Eagles at, for 5.5 to cover that spread. Last game I've got is the LA Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. There's a, a, a rather large question mark as to whether or not Joe Burrow is going to play with that, with that injury to his lower leg. Either way, I've been back and forth on this game. You know, the LA Rams didn't look terrible against the 49ers in that elite D. On the other hand, the Cincinnati Bengals haven't got it together this year. You know, it, Burrow's missing camp really hurt them, and the offense just doesn't seem to be clicking. But in saying that, you know, I like Cincinnati at home and, and the one and a half points. So I'll take that. But again, it's a bit of a question mark as to whether or not Burrow plays. That's it for me. Oh, great. You know, and LJ, I know it pains you to take my Lions. Um, but that being said, that's it from us this week. Look for us on our, uh, on our new podcast around the middle of next week for week four. Special thanks to the IAM Local Lodge 1681 president, LJ Camponi, for being our guest today. Great job, LJ. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. And if you're interested in joining our office pools, information can be found on the Takeoffs and Touchdowns NFL Pick and Pool Facebook page. It's still not too late to join as proceeds are going to a great cause. And there are always weekly prizes and office bragging rights. With everything pool related, please play responsibly. We're in no way experts. Please don't take our picks to the bank. If you're interested in joining the IMAW, you can contact us through www.imaw.ca. If you're interested in making a difference in someone's life, you can donate to the Guide Dogs of America. It's up on our Facebook page through their website at www.guidedogsofamerica.org. Top right-hand corner of the website is the donation tab. Special shout-out to G. Smith for our music today. He's a very talented musician. Look him up. Thanks for the download, and thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy our podcast, and we'll come back and spread the word for week four. Be kind and be safe. Falling off that fine line that I'm treading. I risk anything to be great, and I'm not letting nobody rob me of my victory. Number one, that's what I'm meant.